I am not a product of my circumstances. I'm a product of my decisions. That's a great quote from a man called Stephen R. Covey. It's about that time you stopped throwing blames and took responsibility for your life outcomes. Welcome to the Lead Your Life podcast. This is where we help you get the clarity, boldness, strategies, and tools needed to intentionally execute your ideas. Share your story and influence the world with your genius. By applying practical and simple principles, you'll gain insight into actionable tips, steps, and strategies to help you lead an impactful and fulfilling life. It's time to lead your life with your host, Abraham Ologundudu. Hello, it's Abraham here. Welcome to the ninth episode of Lead Your Life podcast. This is the podcast where I help you harness the power of personal leadership to lead an impactful and fulfilling life. Honestly, it feels great to be back on the show after a very long break. The last episode was in the month of January and this is May. But I tell you, we're back with better content and better strategies and we're moving forward. If you're a regular listener, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for staying and supporting so far. You are the reason why we are still here and producing more content for you. And if this is your first time, thank you for tuning in to the Lead Your Life podcast. I'm sure you will find great value for your time. Whoop. I am excited and glad to be back again. And I decided to resume the show by sharing some leadership lessons from practical experiences gained from the Yali Regional Leadership Center, West Africa, on-site training. Before I move ahead, let me tell you about the Yali Regional Leadership Center and why it's kind of a big deal for me. YALI stands for Young African Leaders Initiative, and this initiative was launched by the United States government under the leadership of Barack Obama as a signature effort to invest in the next generation of African leaders. 60% of Africa's population is below the age of 35, and that's profound, but the majority population is below 35. Therefore, if Africa would scale up in development, we need to be focused on empowering individuals in this age group. And to this end, YALI runs three models in driving this project, one of which is the establishment of regional leadership centers across West Africa. Well, to just cut the old long story short, as an imagined leader... I applied to be part of the training program in my region in West Africa. And after a rigorous process of screening thousands of applications, I was among the few hundred chosen in my cohorts. And this is a fully funded program. Actually, notable sponsors are the USAID and the MasterCard Foundation. And according to the facilitators, the course costs per head is $6,000. 
yeah, $6,000. So now you should see why this is a big deal at this point for me. So the West Africa region headquarters is at the Ghana Institute of Management and Public Administration, Gimpa, Accra, Ghana. And there is a satellite campus in at the Administrative Staff College of Nigeria, ASCON. That's in Lagos. So I got admitted into the Lagos campus whoop, whoop, with other amazing young African leaders from nine countries across West Africa. I tell you something, it was mind-blowing being on the same campus with 89 amazing people, people leading in their communities, creating positive change they want to see and are actively involved in the provision of solutions to Africa's challenges. I, I count, I find it really inspiring and encouraging to be in that circle of people. And truth be told, there is actually no way one would be in such an environment without having one or two lessons to learn. Seriously, having to know what 89 people are doing, not just small stuff, big deals, big stuff, young folks taking the bull by the own, leading change and not conforming to status quo, it's really inspiring. So there's actually no way one would not have one or two lessons to share. Well, well, except your brain is made up of noodles, <laughs> uh, noodles and meatballs. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, but that, that was just on a lighter mood. But for real, I, I must say it was full of experiences that words cannot describe alone. So as I was saying, where, where did I even stop right there? Okay. Um, so we were actually placing three different tracks, entrepreneurship, civil leadership, and public management. And yours truly, Abraham, was a member of the entrepreneurship track. So I had that, actually, I had to go there to learn more about building sustainable business institutions. Yeah, right. So let's get straight into today's business. I'm going straight to the point. I called it the top five leadership lessons from Yali RLC West Africa. So the first lesson I learned there was this. Be confident about your unique style as a leader, as a leader of yourself, of your community, an organization, it's imperative that you learn to be comfortable and confident of your unique style. It's very important. It's something you need to take to heart that you embrace who you are. During Yali on-site training, there was this session where we get to create posters to represent what we have learned during the course of the class the classes. Then, from the posters presentation, the top two groups with the most creative posters wins. So, it was very competitive. First two groups have to win a prize. The first attempt, that was like the first week we were assigned this task and it was still kind of new to us. So, 
I'll say from my group, the first attempt was fair. And I believe we learned from that experience. We learned from that first attempt. So the next time we were also assigned the same role. That was like the first, second week we were assigned the same task. And it was more competitive this time around because we were trying, everyone was trying to come up with the best and the most creative posters. My group got working, you know, we had to, we were giving newspapers, markers, gums, crayons, sticky notes, cardboards, and yeah, basically. So with those materials we were giving, we had to create a poster representing something we had learned from the class. So at a point while working on our group poster, that's my group, with my teammates, I left at a point to go check out what other groups were doing and going around picking at other groups' jobs. I was amazed at what they were doing and I was saying to myself, we don't stand a chance. Honestly, there were people who were architects or people who were crazy artists. They could draw and... It felt quite intimidating. So getting back to my group table, I was telling them what I saw about other folks' um, poster creation. And at that point, someone made a statement, a very striking statement. Her name is Mary David, and she's from Syria alone. Yeah, she's from Syria alone. And Mary is such a gentle person. She has this lovable personality. She has this nice aura and ambience. She's the kind of person everybody most times wants to relate with. She has this simple point of view. And generally, she has an amazing personality. So, while I was still talking about what other people's posters were looking like, she made a statement that reinforced the importance of being confident of your unique style as a leader. So, I'm going to try... I'm going to try mimicking Mary now. <laughs> she has this awesome accent and it has to be that accent. If I want to get this right, it has to be that accent. So she said, okay, here goes nothing. So Mary said, Abraham, eh? don't worry. Our poster is the best. Did I get that right? <laughs> okay, I think I got that right. So she said, Abraham, eh? don't worry. Our poster is the best. Literally, at that moment, is struck in the consciousness of the fact that trying to observe what other people are doing could be a great distraction. I was stunned. It was like a moment of revelation. <laughs> and Mary made that statement in a subtle way. And I'm very sure she had no idea what impression she had created or that I have gotten from our words. But for me, that experience is stuck with me for the rest of my life because I value experiences and that's one of them. That statement taught me about appreciating my own uniqueness. You know, we oftentimes see what others are doing and try to match up with them. Whereas what is needed of us or what is needed of you and I is simply embracing our uniqueness and leveraging on it. 
So let me give you the shock of your life. So back to my story. After all the posters had been presented, I tell you, my group took the first and second position. Like you wouldn't believe it. It was unbelievable. I didn't think we stood a chance. As I said earlier, I never thought we stood a chance of winning. So this experience gave me the leverage for more things to come during Yali. It taught me a lot of things. And I'm, I was glad, or let me see, I am glad that happened at the early stage, at an early stage of the program because it's prepared me for many things that was yet to unfold. And though this is actually the story of my life and that simple statement, Abraham, eh, don't worry. Our poster is the best. <laughs> that statement reshaped my thinking. In life, you need to develop confidence in every aspect of your life. Be confident about what you possess and what you create. Maintain a simple perspective to life. Don't complicate issues. Don't try to act like like a deep lady or a gentleman. Just keep life simple. Keep a simple perspective to life. Embrace your own uniqueness and enjoy it. This will take me to the second lesson, which is discover your space and own it. Discover your space and own it. Yes, it's as simple as it sounds. Dedicate time Dedicate time to discover who you are and where your natural strength lies. Develop it. You cannot be everything and you can't be like everyone. You can't be like everyone. Learn that. Let it get into your mind. Let it get into your subconscious. You can't be like everyone. A classical example is this. The lion can be the king of the jungle, right? But it can never lay claim to being the king of the storm. Yeah, the king of the storm. So what am I trying to say? That's where the ego dominates. The ego is known for using the storm to fly high in the sky. And these are two amazing animals, but at different jurisdictions. So the lion can lay claim to be the king of the jungle while on the land. And the eagle can be the king, can be the boss, can be the, the champion in the sky. So, this is just the simple truth about life. It's so easy to underrate one's uniqueness to begin lusting after others. So, each time I think about the varieties of leaders in my course, that's the Yali program, it's blew my mind. We had entrepreneurs, civil servants, civil society leaders, and no two persons were the same. No two persons were exactly the same. We might have similar things we were doing, but we were different. We were all in our own niche, in our countries, doing something about Africa. And it was so inspiring. Now, I might be sound at the subject of technology and leadership. But when it comes to the place of medicine or even agriculture, I know my limits. I know where my strength lies. And I believe this is humbling and it reminds you of the fact that you need people in your life to achieve 
your goals. You will always need people in your life to achieve your goals. Let that sink into your mind. Moving on to the third one. This is the third lesson. Strategic collaboration is the key to success. Strategic collaboration is the key to success. There is no one who is an island of knowledge. No one is an island. No one knows all. For every great person you see on the spotlight, there is some guy behind the scene pulling the stuff, pulling most of the stuff you see. So life is meant to be lived interdependently. During Yali, we were always given one task or the other to complete, problems to brainstorm about, and a lot of tasks. Yes, basically a lot of tasks. And we definitely had to work in groups. So using my group as a case study, I'm using my group as a case study because I believe we understood this principle properly. I discovered we didn't cross each other's spaces. Everyone was an expert at something and we understood and respected that. We had a CEO of a clinic company, a preschool teacher, we had a lead volunteer for an NGO, an educational NGO. We had a media broadcaster. We had an agriculture researcher, a pharmacist, and we had two new media entrepreneurs. That was a great combination. Eight people from different fields. Amazing. We had our strength and we leverage on the strengths. We leverage on our strengths. For example, during the poster sessions that I earlier talked about, our very own preschool teacher, that's, her name is Vivian, was very handy with the cutting of cards, cardboards. She was good with the cranions and markers. She was a creative person, basically because she dealt with children and children stuff, you know, children stuff. That was our strength. And when it came to that point, no one could do it better than her. Vivian was the person for us. And when, when it came to the topic of peace and development, our media broadcaster, Tunde Okunola, that's his name, was the go-to guy. So we knew who the go-to guy was when it came to that area of discussion. So what we did was to always find the one person who had the information and expertise we needed and we leveraged on that, basically. Another example was during one of the sessions called the creative night so we were supposed to find a creative way to educate and entertain on the subject of leadership and ethics so my group decided to perform a stage play then yours truly abraham <laughs> yours truly abraham was told to take the lead role so i was actually told to take the lead role of an old man i knew that wasn't my strength and there was someone else who was the perfect match for that role. At first, it might look like I didn't own up to responsibility and I rejected the role, but deep down, I believed that for the group to be effective as a team, the best person for that job should be given the responsibility. So I ended up playing the logistics and prop guy, behind the scenes stuff, and in the end, we took another first position. Now, this is what I believe teamwork is about. With the benefit of insights, if I had taken that role or tried to force myself into being who I am not, we might not have gotten 
that result. We might not have gotten that result. So basically, strategic collaboration is the key to productivity in a team. I will, I will say that again. Strategic collaboration is the key to productivity in a team. Bring in the blend of different unique strengths and make it into a beautiful piece. So learn to leverage on other people's strengths. Bring it together. Don't necessarily focus on weaknesses. Find the strength in people and blend them together. So I will conclude by saying this. Stay in your natural habitat and influence from that sphere. Where you come? That's it. Stephanie. So, moving on to the first lesson. The key to building a strong network is to genuinely serve others. The key to building a strong network is to genuinely serve others. I have come to realize that in life, your value is not in the amount of material possessions, but in the number of people you are able to impact and genuinely offer value to. In other words, true value can be measured by the network of people around you. Before going to Yali RLC, I made some research. I spoke to a friend who is an alumnus of the fellowship. And he told me of how stiff and competitive the entire program could be. He gave me a lot of information and I decided I was going there. But... I wasn't going to be passive. I decided that I won't be passive. I was going to be deliberate about the people I meet. I was going to be deliberate about building a new network of great mind. And that was my conclusion before going. Aside from fully immersing myself in every activity the RLC has planned, I I wanted to offer value by supporting other people's ideas. That was exactly what I did. So as a brand consultant, as I was interacting with people daily, I was looking out for what they needed that I could offer. It wasn't about how awesome I was. It wasn't about the things I had done. It was about what pain people had there that I had solution for. Basically, at the end of the on-site training, the value I added to certain people has opened up many more opportunities to me. So, this is the key here. Anywhere you find yourself, do not be overly concerned about yourself. It shouldn't be about your accomplishments. Don't excessively put yourself on the spotlight. I believe it's imperative you find a way to strategically offer value to people. In fact, I recommend that when you are in a conversation with anyone, look out for their pains and help them solve it. If it's in your power to help them, help them. If you could recommend people that can help, recommend. Talking about your accolades might sound great, but... It won't leave a lasting impression. Let's assume he meets a farmer and you tell him, Oh, I have this friend or I have these guys that run a company and they sell farming materials or farming feeds at a very affordable price. 
I can link you up with them. Now that's value. Or you meet perhaps a, a founder of an NGO that basically supply educational materials to schools, public schools, and you say to the person, wow, you have an NGO and you're helping vulnerable kids get access to quality education. I have this person with a pile of books in their libraries and they don't have any use for them. I can link you up with them. They will be willing to donate those books to your organization. Now that's value. And it's not that you will just say these things from a shallow point of view. You really mean it and you are really interested in helping them. I'm telling you, these are the things that create more lasting impression than what you think you are and what you think you have accomplished. So remember something here. To create a strong network, learn to genuinely serve others, add value to them. Most importantly, be deliberate about it. Yes, don't wait for it. Don't say, let folks come to me. No, create conversations that will avail you the opportunity to offer those value you have on your inside. You never can tell. No one knows really what you have until you let them know about it. So we're moving on to the last lesson as we wrap up on this episode. And the fifth lesson is this. Mentoring makes success more easy. Yes, mentoring makes success more easy. What I'm about to share was not really something that happened during the on-site training, but it was part of the entire process I went through. So I earlier mentioned that I had this friend, or I have this friend who is an alumnus. His name is Kendi Fadari. And the moment I got the mail from the Yali recruitment team informing me that I had made it to the next stage, which was the interview stage, the next thing that came to my mind was to talk to Kenny. I have never done an interview of such nature. So I needed information. I needed some form of guidance if I wanted to scale through successfully, if I wanted to increase my chances of getting into the center, that is the leadership center, I had to ask for some form of guidance. And that was what I did. I was aware of the fact that Kenny received an award as the most creative member of that court, his court, and I reached out to him and asked him for some tips and he was willing to help. He gave me a lot of them. He told me precisely to master my online application and avoid digressing. And I kept asking questions from time to time at every point where I felt I needed clarity. I don't need to tell you the end of the story because it paid off in the long run. So what is the essence of this? Whatever you do, always locate a reference point. Look out for people that are, that can make your success easy. Yes. Look out for those people that have tread the paths that you're about to tread. And genuinely ask questions, not just questions, ask questions that have sense, make it sense questions, ask questions that have wisdom, exactly, because some persons ask you questions, 
Okay, that's a story for another day. So basically, I'm saying look out for people that have gone ahead of you and seek for guidance from them. Now, it's possible that you are able to pull some things by yourself, but the truth remains that the guide of another person makes it easy. That's just the, that's just it. I don't need to beat around the bush. It's easier for someone to guide you through a place than you doing on your own. Classical example, if you're going on a tour from Nigeria to Dubai, you might end up touring Dubai on your own, but the truth is that you can't really have the best experience doing it on your own. The best thing for you is to what? Get a tour guide that will take you around the cities, the best places that will take you through the best parts. Tour guides will not take you through the, the, the not so good parts of the country or the place you're visiting. They will always show you the best routes to take. So that's how important it is for you to embrace mentorship. Your mentors are more like your tour guide in life, in business, in relationship, in family, and whatever aspect of your life you need guidance in. So basically, we are coming to the end of the show gradually. Let me do a quick recap on the lessons that I've shared. The first thing is be confident about your unique style. The second is discover your space and own it. The third one is strategic collaboration is the key to success. The fourth one is the key to building a strong network is to genuinely serve others. And the last one is mentoring makes success easy. Yeah, tell anybody I said so. Yes, mentoring makes success easy. All right. So we have come to the end of this episode of the Lead Your Life podcast. It's been exciting, really exciting. Yes, I can say it again. It's exciting sharing my two cents with you. Well, two cents. In Nigeria, it's actually two cobbles. So my two cobbles with you. Thank you for listening. I will be back again with a new episode next week. And it's great to be back again. Once again, my name is Abraham Ologundudu and I will see you very soon. Peace. <laughs>